Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is Longfellow's The Children's Hour. The Children's Hour is one of Longfellow's most loved poems, and rightly so. Its subject is children and the love between children and their parents. It is a poem of Longfellow's own home life. The names of the three girls are the names of his own three daughters, Grave Alice, Laughing Allegra, and Edith with Golden Hair. And the key to the pleasure of the poem, and the pleasure is precious, is being able to picture the three giggling girls. The poet tells us they are silent, but there's no way they could completely silence their conspiratorial giggles in their pajamas as they rush their unsuspecting father. Let's listen. The Children's Hour by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Between the dark and the daylight, when the night is beginning to lower, comes a pause in the day's occupations that is known as the Children's Hour. I hear in the chamber above me the patter of little feet, the sound of a door that is opened, and voices soft and sweet. From my study I see in the lamplight descending the broad hall stair, grave Alice and laughing Allegra, and Edith with golden hair. A whisper and then a silence, yet I know by their merry eyes they are plotting and planning together to take me by surprise. A sudden rush from the stairway, a sudden raid from the hall. By three doors left unguarded, they enter my castle wall. They climb up into my turret, over the arms and back of my chair. If I try to escape, they surround me. They seem to be everywhere. They almost devour me with kisses their arms about me entwine, till I think of the Bishop of Bingen and his mouse tower on the Rhine. Do you think, O oh blue-eyed banditti, because you have scaled the wall, such an old mustache as I am is not a match for you all? I have you fast in my fortress and will not let you depart but put you down into the dungeon in the round tower of my heart. And there will I keep you forever, yes, forever and a day, till the walls shall crumble to ruin and molder in dust away. Were you able to picture the girls, the sisters, and their father in your mind as you listened to the poem? I hope so, because there is nothing in the poem no message, no meaning, more important than this image. This is true of all poems, or at least most all poems. Poems aren't about messages and meanings. They aren't about abstractions of any kind. They are about the precious, concrete world we all live in, more precious because, unlike abstractions, the concrete world isn't permanent. It is always coming into being and always passing away, just as we, you and I, are always coming into being and always passing away. This is the great beauty of existence, 
but also its great sadness. As Robert Frost, Longfellow's greatest descendant, put it, nothing gold can stay, though there's nothing we want more than for that which is gold to stay. Poetry helps us flourish in the face of life's disorders, and there is no greater disorder than this. Nothing gold can stay. But in the children's hour, something gold, the children's hour, can stay, held fast in the poem's eternal fortress by the poet's craft. The last two stanzas of the children's hour are nevertheless too dark for me, despite what I've just said about the impermanence of life and the permanence of poetry. So I ask my students about this. Are the final two stanzas, with their images of dungeons and crumbling walls and moldering dust, too dark? And they say no. They are what gives the poem meaning. If it weren't for death, what would be so precious about these moments? And of course, they're right and I'm wrong, and I'm glad they feel this way, because it shows they are moving past adolescence to maturity, the very goal of the classroom they are in. But at the same time, it should be acknowledged, because this too is precious, that they are neither the age of the daughters nor of the parent. They are old enough to remember their childhood innocence, but young enough to still be looking forward to becoming parents and forming ideas about what kind of parent they would like to be. So let's listen again. The Children's Hour Between the dark and the daylight, when the night is beginning to lower, comes a pause in the day's occupations that is known as the Children's Hour. I hear in the chamber above me the patter of little feet, the sound of a door that is opened, and voices soft and sweet. From my study I see in the lamplight, descending the broad hall stair, grave Alice and laughing Allegra, and Edith with golden hair. A whisper, and then a silence. Yet I know by their merry eyes they are plotting and planning together to take me by surprise. A sudden rush from the stairway, a sudden raid from the hall, by three doors left unguarded, they enter my castle wall. They climb up into my turret, or the arms and back of my chair. If I try to escape, they surround me. They seem to be everywhere. They almost devour me with kisses, their arms about me entwine, till I think of the Bishop of Bingen and his mouse tower on the Rhine. Do you think, O blue-eyed banditti, because you have scaled the wall, such an old mustache as I am is not a match for you all? I have you fast in my fortress and will not let you depart, but put you down into the dungeon in the round tower of my heart. And there will I keep you forever, yes, forever and a day, till the walls shall crumble to ruin and molder in dust away. This may seem to you the norm of poetry, 
in fact, maybe too much the norm of poetry. But this isn't the case. Shakespeare had no such interest in children. Neither did the neoclassical poets who followed him, whose poetry's pleasure is its intellectual sophistication. The romantic poets who followed next, to be sure, elevated childhood, but only as an abstraction. The Victorians of England, Longfellow's contemporaries, did write of childhood and of real children, but mostly in novels of their cruel treatment. And, of course, poets since have focused too much on themselves to really present children except as reflections of themselves. No, we should treasure the children's hour for what it is. There's not much truly profound poetry that's like it. I hope you enjoyed the children's hour and that you'll join me again next week. And visit this podcast website, firesidepoems.com, where you'll find my email address. I'd love to hear from you, to learn a little bit about who you are and what you like as you join me each week by the fireside.